Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. changed since you came in I knew back then <laughs> you were that special one I'm so in love so deep in love I don't know where that like extra breath thing comes yeah. from that I do I just like it you make my life complete you are so sweet. Oh, shit. <laughs> Competes. Glad you came into my life. You blind me with that ass. That with you, me. I have no sight. <laughs> um, the people are just waiting on the mixtape. Well. They're just waiting. Maybe you don't have to wait too much longer. Who knows? Maybe I'll just do... Um, I'll just do like a... Those old school uh, infomercials for CDs or the song titles of the covers just scroll by. Yes. While I sit on a stage and (laughs) bellow to you foolishly for whatever reason. That would be a great YouTube video. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. Welcome back to the show, guys. I am uh, Tiwa Savage because her video was amazing. Her latest video. Oh, okay. I thought you meant the Beyonce thing. I am Gail King. This is the read. Hallelujah. Welcome back, folks, to another episode. Um, let's just jump right into it. Black excellence this week. Very special to me, especially. because uh, I just happened to be on because of them we can. Looking at the new uh, excellent black stories. I read this headline that stuck out to me. It says two black restaurant owners just pay the balances of 30 seniors at Clark Atlanta University. Oh wow. I love hearing about black people paying <laughs> off other black people's debt, especially student loans, things of that nature. Yeah. Everybody understands where that comes from, right? So I read on and I see here that none other than Pinky Cole. <gasps> Pinky! Of the quite successful viral <laughs> sensation, Slutty Vegan, um, order, oh, owner and extraordinary, as well as Stacy Lee. Who owns Harlem Hops. Okay. 
right here is a craft beer bar in the city I'm also familiar with. Um, they joined together and decided to pay it forward since wow. the Lord has been blessing them with success in their businesses, their restaurants. They decided to reach out to uh, their own school, their own alumni of Clark Atlanta. Oh, themselves. got it, got it. Um, apparently, Pinky was Miss Clark Atlanta, which I didn't even know. Of course, she was. Um, <laughs> right. And uh, I guess after reaching out to the school, they got uh, a list of students who wouldn't be able to graduate because of their outstanding balances or whatever. And so they chose 30 students from that list to pay their outstanding balances Damn. from. Now, the reason that I love this so much is because Pinky used to own a fucking juice bar mm-hmm. right outside my building when I lived um, on Lennox a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. And so I used to always see her and she would just be super nice and give me juice. And like she knew of Kid Fury and the read and stuff. So she'd be like, bitch, we need to give you a show. We need to do all of this. And we would just shoot the shit when I would come home sometimes or when I would be good. Because yeah. I would always see her outside the building. Yeah. And she used to have some really cute train in there sometimes working in the juice bar. <laughs> and they were always nice to me because she was nice to me and they worked for her. Right. So we just got along <laughs> swimmingly. So I was ever surprised. I knew that Slutty Vegan was doing... Um, super successfully i think they had a pop-up here uh not too long oh, ago yeah, and, and the lines were ridiculous by the time i got out there the line was around the block and they already so they said we ain't even got no food so you might right. as well not even get in we're that line absolutely done me and asante used to go to her caribbean restaurant yes before it burned down and that was when she moved back to atlanta mm-hmm. and she was like you know i actually was not trying to make oxtail for the rest of my life anyway let me go ahead and do something that like i'm super passionate about and now look at slutty vegan says here uh the school motto at clark atlanta university is i'll find a way or make one Wow. So definition. <laughs> Pinky internalized that, okay. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So, um, big ups to y'all. That's so great. Congratulations on the successes of uh, your restaurants, your businesses, and shout out to y'all for giving back and being awesome and inspirational. And I love y'all. You're the shit. And um, they're also apparently members of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. So shout out to y'all as well. <laughs> don't forget it. You can't forget it. I <laughs> you cannot. Not there for no reason. Just like elephants, don't forget. Um, so. Hey, y'all. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough. Okay. If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. 
Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Today in our pop culture segment that is called Hot Tops, How to Train Your Bottom. Lots to Lord. discuss. Let's start with Toot It or Reboot It. I should ask Dwayne to put it in effect. Yeah, we need like a kind. yeah, we need like a little a little short jingle like Kia does for the past three clip. So many reboots. <laughs> really? I mean, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if there are a number of websites that are just dedicated to keeping track of all of the reboots that wow. are announced. Okay, but whew, okay, so so many streaming services. First of all, yeah, I mean, everybody <laughs> is just tossing their dick into the ring, right? About that, like, <laughs> I'm not paying for 58 different streaming services. My word, I'm the just thing not. Is, so many of them have the incentive. They do that is calling me. They do. To where they're at. Mm -hmm. um, this isn't one of them, but I'll just start with them. NBC Universal is uh, launching a streaming service that they are calling Peacock. Okay, I get that. <laughs> and um, That's their brand. Uh, the first programs they've announced are, first of all, this will matter to nobody sitting here at the table, but maybe some of y'all, they are rebooting uh, Battlestar Galactica, which at least maybe you've heard of. I heard of it. Never there seen an episode or anything else. Quite popular sci-fi series from mm. Once Upon a Time. They're bringing it back. I believe, Laura, is his name Sam Esme? The guy who created Mr. Robot. I want to say his name is Sam. Oh, another show I've never seen. I don't know how to say your last name, sir. I'm sorry, but Mr. Robot is really good. And so he is going to be working on that remake of Battlestar Galactica. Um, but the one more discussed recently has been this reboot of Saved by the Bell. Lord. So yes, Peacock will be uh, delivering a new Saved by the Bell series. It says here on Hollywood Reporter, the new straight-to-series comedy explores what happens when California Governor Zach Morris <laughs> okay. gets into hot water for closing too many low-income high schools <laughs> and proposes the affected students... What? Proposed the affected students be sent to the highest performing schools in the state, including Bayside High. The influx of new students gives the overprivileged Bayside oh, kids no. a much needed and a hilarious dose of oh, reality. No. Thank you, Leslie Goldberg, Hollywood reporter, for that tidbit of information. So interestingly enough about this, Elizabeth Berkeley, who played um, Nomi, I mean, she played uh, Jesse yeah. Spano, and uh, Mario Lopez, who played Slater. 
are coming back to reprise their roles. And you guessed it, they're, they're parents now. Oh, of course they are. And I guess they kids go to the school. I was like, they're either they parents teach or teachers. Or whatever, yeah. both. And um, so they're, you know, excited about the show coming back and all of that stuff. What I found very interesting was that Mark Paul Gossler, Gossler I never knew yeah. how to say his last name, said that he found out about this shit just the same time as the rest of us. <laughs> oh, so they wrote Zach Morris's character as, I guess, being this conservative asshole governor okay. in California who is sending all the kids from the ghetto schools to Bayside High and then the rich Bayside kids and the inner city kids. I don't yeah. know what this is supposed yeah, to be about and I right. won't be watching it. But good luck. <laughs> That doesn't, I mean, first of all, Zach Morris's character, it's hard to believe that that fool would have ever been elected governor. But again, Arnold Schwarzenegger was elected oh, governor of California. Governor. So maybe it's not that big of a stretch. But then if he's supposed to be so conservative, why would he send all these low income kids to rich schools? I mean, like, I'm I'm assuming the conservative part. I don't know. Oh, OK. It just sounded like. Yeah. I mean, if he's not going to be in it, that seems kind of like, are we never going to see this governor? It's just going to be like, oh, the news. But the governor's not actually in it. I mean, I don't know at all. No, we don't, right. Of course you don't know. He's he just said that loud. Yeah. he didn't know nothing about it or he didn't know they were as far along or whatever. And he is playing the the role of the dad on Mixed Dish alongside Tika Sumter. That's him? Mm-hmm. You're, you're shitting me. Go look at the trailer. That's Zach Morris. What? Are you serious? Okay, so the very first trailer that came out, well, that was Long not way to him. Fall. No, no, it wasn't. It was the guy who played the cousin, I think, on Blackish once. And a bunch of people were like, wow. isn't that the same nigga who played Bo's cousin or something? Damn, so did they recast him? Maybe. Because okay. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And so when he said that he was on Mixed Dish, or wow. he said something in relation to this NBC thing that like, oh, you know, I'm with ABC oh, right yeah. now. So you probably maybe can't do it. Yeah. I don't know. But I was like, he's in Mixed Dish as who? And I went back and watched the trailer and sure enough, <laughs> wow. there he was in some wheat tunics and shit. Okay. Hugging the mixed kids. Well, I mean, good for him. That does make sense then, because obviously if you're doing a sitcom on ABC, you cannot do a sitcom on NBC. I mean, it so. depends on your paperwork. Yeah, but I, most networks are not going to let yeah, you Yeah, most away networks with that. probably would just be like, oh, girl, forget it. Right. Yeah, You'll I, just I cast somebody else, so it's not that big of a deal. I'm oh. assuming they're just going to reference the character. Right. You know, maybe they'll call him to do like a cameo in an episode once for a couple minutes. Maybe he can do that. Maybe he can do something like that or yeah. whatever. Or maybe they just have no desire. Yeah, maybe they're like, we'll just hire somebody else. Or it'll be like, um, you know, those cartoons and shit where you never see this one character. Or like on Home Improvement where you never saw Wilson's face. But that was the gag. Yeah. That was the the whole bit was that you never (laughs) saw his face. Yeah. That wasn't the case for Zach ever. So it would just be strange to reference the main character of the show. That's a good point. (laughs) And never have him. So I'm assuming they're just going to use him as a as a sort of plot device or use his name as a plot device for the beginning of the series yeah. and then just go from there. And they'll probably, you know, have some pop-ups from whoever still got their wits about them right. in the cast. You know, that cast has gone through a bit. Yeah, I wonder, where is Lark Voorhees these days? Uh, hopefully in immense prayer. Oh, well, okay. I'm serious. Oh, wait, no, she did have a time where she was really going through She was it. going through yes, it. Yes, she was. Yeah, and then the other one was playing with doo-doo on some porn. I don't remember. Screech? Yeah. Oh my god! Didn't he had like a scat video or something. That I came remember out him once. being on one of them bullshit reality shows I think on it VH1 was, um, or something. Like 
data. Uh, what was data that one called? Something the like surreal that. life? Oh, maybe no, no, no. The surreal. Life. Well, hell, it might have been. Or maybe it was. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I just don't remember which one it was. Because it, it don't really matter. There's a million of them shitty shows. It truly does not. So, <laughs> yeah, this doesn't sound good. It doesn't. It doesn't sound like a reason for me to subscribe to Peacock. Not by <clears throat> itself. What else y'all got? Uh, a a punky Brewster reboot. Well, all right now. Oh wait, reboot. I thought you meant like sequel series. Okay. It's Punky Brewster as a single mom. <laughs> I think she's, is, I think I read that she has three kids. And then there's some other child that reminds oh. of her, a lot of her as a, a child. It's like the reboots be the same thing too. Yeah, it's right. just like, let's see if we can get a deal with the motherfucker that played them before. Yeah. Give them some kids that were just like them when yep. they were, you know, when the show was on and hilarity is supposed to ensue. Wow. Is the same girl going to play Punky Brewster? What's her yeah, name? I think she's reprising her so role late. as Punky Brewster, but then she's like a mom now. Okay, well, sure. <laughs> this just, like, uh, honestly, Raven paved the way for all of these <laughs> fucking reboots. <laughs> Did she? <laughs> I mean, I can't remember a whole, like, slew of these shows coming out where it was, like, a continuation of something that happened 10, 15 years ago. I don't. I like, feel like there were a lot of them. Mm, I just... It seems, maybe, like, ch- kids programming. Maybe that's it. But it just seems like... like all it's that been is back very now, recently. Like, yeah. I don't... Maybe... I mean, I will be more willing to check this out than the uh, Saved by the Bell reboot, but hopes yeah, are not high. A boot to uh, By the Bell... I'm gonna give <laughs> Battlestar Galactica a boot, but that's only because I was never interested in it in the beginning. Yeah, uh, Punky uh, Bootster, she can go as well. <laughs> well, um, apparently they're also uh, remaking House Party. So the movie, the film, okay, of the year 1990, right? Um, of which there are already three, four if you include the one with Immature in it that nobody watched. Okay, didn't even know about that one. Oh so. yeah, but all right, there's already four of these. Yep. So <laughs> what are we doing? Um, so most of you may know the Kid and Play classic that we all know and love. Um, sidebar: House Party Three is the best house party. House Party Three is the funniest house party, not necessarily the best one. Okay, because I think the first one is the best one. The first one. You know what? I always like Pajama Jam better. <laughs> what was that? The second one? Yeah, yeah. I always like the the second one better than the first one. I probably need to go back and rewatch. I them. think the best one is probably the best. Fi- the first one, I mean, is probably the best film mm-hmm. altogether. And yeah. then the rest of them were like hijinks and stuff. Yeah. But part three has motherfucking Bernie Mac in it. And that oh, whole what? table scene where Bernie <laughs> Mac and uh, that old ass auntie got into an argument with um, kids. <laughs> girlfriend or his fiance's family oh, that was like Lord. black just go back and watch yeah that's been thing is, a long time that movie is funny okay plus tlc is in it i will and immature was in that one too as kids maybe that's why they did the fourth one mm, maybe that fourth so. one was awful i think it was produced by chris stokes it sucked okay anyway um and i only know that because i have one of those you know <laughs> those movie collections from target and shit yeah where it'd be like ten dollars <laughs> yes, for, like, for all of them <laughs> for all of them yeah. <laughs> It was the first three houses, and they stuck in the fourth one like we were interested. Yeah. Anyway, they're remaking House Party. Uh, Cal Matic is the person directing it. The black man who uh, apparently directed the Old Town Road video. So he's leaping over to the big screen. But wait, there's more. LeBron James is producing with Spring Hill Entertainment. Um, <laughs> it's going to be... <sighs> Written, 
Stephen Glover. Okay. Donald Glover's brother. Atlanta, All right. And Jamal, I don't know how to say your last name. Sorry, Jamal Alori. Sorry if I butchered it. Um, it says here on Hollywood Reporter that they're working on the script. So, I mean, there's some names in here I trust. Well, yeah. Atlanta's funny. Uh, the Old Town right. Road video was good. Okay, yes. I don't know that I've ever watched anything that LeBron James has produced. I think... Well, Besides the clip of that, yeah, the that HBO show that I don't think I need to look at that, that no something. more. <laughs> I saw the clip all. of the one that with Drake in it too. Or are you talking about? Kanye. Oh yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Which that was Taylor funny. Swift just brought up again. <laughs> did you read that? that? I didn't read the story, but I saw the headline and was like, "Nope." Mama <laughs> was like, "He care. did the same thing to Drake. He did, go back and watch the video. He did the same thing to Drake." Girl, you lied and got caught up in your lie. The thing is, though, that she didn't. She didn't lie. She did. Well, she did lie about having a conversation with them at all, which okay. was the mistake. Right. But I don't think that she lied about what she's now trying to say, which is, well, I never heard that I made that bitch famous part. Wait, because. Oh, in, well, yeah. I mean, I think it's totally possible that she didn't hear that. You know, I made that bitch famous. The line. clip that they played you was him saying, you know, the line of, I feel like me and Taylor could still have sex or whatever. And I always felt like, well, if that nigga said that and you were cool with it, I couldn't imagine that right. you were upset with the rest right. of it. I don't see how but, that is okay. And I made that bitch. Well, maybe that's an ego thing. I just don't know why we're still talking about it. Why is Taylor Didn't still you talking about it? Didn't you want to be removed from the narrative? Didn't you? And hasn't this been like several years now? Like We don't like Ann one of y'all now. Let, so, right, like, why let don't it go, just... sister. And it's not like we over here loving Kanye either, girl. So like, let's just all move the fuck up from this. Like, this nigga over here trying to remake the Prince of Egypt soundtrack and we're just Listen, not even interested in I'm that. I'm not doing so. that. I will, I'm really not doing none of Kanye's music, especially not this fake gospel shit that he's been talking about lately. Y'all can keep every last bit of that so i think my thing about these reboots is that like They're they more. they must be successful if every fucking body is doing them like they what? must be well that's the thing they must be making money they must be having the ratings because it wouldn't be such a popular trend if they weren't exactly that's so. the thing it doesn't matter the quality of them most of the time because a lot of the time people make their money back just because motherfuckers go see it you yeah. know, it's just enough to be like, oh, this is something I've heard of before. Let me look at a lot of people don't even watch it with, you know, the expectation of it being good. A lot of y'all motherfuckers go to the theater just to see how bad it is going to be. Or, you know, even sometimes it's not bad and you just still claim you don't like it because it wasn't as good as the original. None of that matters mm -hmm. to the studio as long as you gave them your money. Yeah. So that's why they keep happening because they make money <laughs> right. whether they're good or not. So, I mean, the same thing with the TV shows, though. It's like the ratings yeah. must be good for these reboots because people continuously do them. So. At the end of the day, if you sign up for Peacock because you were just a huge fan of Save by the Bell and you're just curious and you watch it, that still gives them numbers that they yeah. can print out and put in front of some people and say, give us more money. True. That's so. it. So... Take but it or leave you it. also don't know if you're going to hate it unless you watch it. Right. Some of them are good. <laughs> right. So, like, I really do love the Raven reboot. Oh, Raven's Home. That. I really like it. I don't. I... I I trust that Raven is still funny because I think that Raven was just funny her yeah. whole career naturally. She's, yeah, she's pretty good. So I figured that at least we'll get the classic Raven comedy. Because the the reason that that's a Raven is still funny to me is because Raven is funny. Yeah, she I, is. There wasn't any like... There wasn't no directing her to make certain facial uh, right. expressions or dances and stuff that she did that made that shit hilarious. Right. So... 
I get that, but yeah. I think that some of it, like, even the All That reboot, I've watched maybe the first episode, because I think the first episode was up on YouTube, mm. and I feel like if I was the age I was when the first All That came out, I probably would think that the shit was hilarious. Okay. But because I'm 32, and it's yeah. a kid's show, I'm kind of just like, oh, this is cute, but okay. I'm good. All right. Um, also being rebooted, set it off. What? Uh, Easter Ray is an early development of a set it off reboot says on variety ray will produce with plans to star in the project sarita singleton and nina gloucester are penning the script montrell mckay of east ray production will produce alongside isa and um that's gonna be a rough one here's the thing with these with like black classics right yeah. we still watch them right you know what I mean? like, all the time i feel like i watched set it off within the last couple of months yeah i definitely have watched house party in the last year or so yeah i watched them regularly set it off still makes me cry like it just came out right so i feel like it's uh, like black classics mm-hmm. i might be harder because hey you working with us right and niggas are a hundred times more harsh <laughs> Period. Off top. But like you, there's Queen Latifah. She's gone though. She died. I mean, right. But I'm saying like Queen Latifah and her portrayal of that character Mm -hmm. is so classic. Yeah. Jada and Vivica and Elise, like they're, did I say Elise? That's not Elise Neal. It's not Elise Kimberly Neal. Kimberly Elise. That, there you go. That's why I always call her Elise Neal. (laughs) I'm so sorry, (laughs) ma'am. But anyway, um, it's just such a classic yeah. film and we're so attached to those characters and like I said I feel like we watch those movies so often yeah, right. that again they'll probably make the money because niggas are gonna go watch it yeah. but I won't be surprised if even if it's not bad niggas are like well I remember when because it is what it is maybe instead of reboot it's like a sequel and we pick up where we left off in Mexico with Jada's character and I see, don't see how that would work I mean maybe I don't know it, it could be but I think it would be cool if it's just like the same sort of story, women on hard times who are just like fuck the 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 system and mm. let's rob these niggas, but they don't name them Cleo and right. you know if they're like separate characters yeah. that are in similar circumstances, I feel like that would be more palatable mm. than being like here's your new Cleo and here is your new Stone. Yeah, I but, think it would be interesting if we like not picked up where we left off, but like fast forward to today and we see where the other three girls are and maybe they get together for something or they go visit Queen Latifah's ki- or I'm the saying, dead ones? The, Wait, do they all die? Sweetie, each and every one of them died, but Jada. Wait, what am I forgetting? The whole movie, I guess. <laughs> okay, never mind. Because <laughs> like, I was literally, thinking. They all died. Why was I thinking Queen Latifah's character? Oh, Kimberly Elise, I believe, God got shot. Uh, spoilers. Kimberly <laughs> Elise, I believe, got shot in in the actual robbery. Oh yes, that's right. The cops infamously blasted Cleo right. out of space. Right. And then what does Vivica say? What's the, what the fuck does she say to the? What's the? She has the gun up to the guy, and she says, "What's the like, motherfucking procedure?" Yes, that, and then she runs, and she gets shot yeah, in the back that's while right, all okay. girls on the bus. You right. So they I, literally all died. Except so Jada. that's why I was thinking. Okay, see, I forgot them very important details. So that's why I was thinking. You know, maybe we could like fast forward to today. The three girls meet up to like go pay homage or whatever, and then it continues. Well, from it's there, set in heaven. Or hell, I don't <laughs> right. Know. So never mind. Never Purgatory, mind. I don't know. Okay. Well, you know, we'll see what Issa does. I enjoy her projects, so. 
Yeah, I'm willing to give it a chance, but I mean, I'm just saying, you guys, it's an uphill battle. Yeah, I mean, and just know off top that the black reviewers are going to be so much more harsh. But on that's this. what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> even with the Little, Mer- I remember when I was talking about the Little Mermaid uh, critique and how everybody was upset that Ariel was black. I'm like, even if she was white. A great percentage of y'all would have went and still picked the shit apart yeah. because of all of the ways that it is different than the animated one. Like niggas who took the Lion King and yeah. then like took screenshots from the new Lion King and then put the cartoon eyes yeah. over it and stuff and said, it shouldn't look like this. <laughs> Bitch, go watch the cartoon. <laughs> it's still out. Just as good. Yeah, huh? you can go watch that. So this, the point was this was supposed to be real lions, girl. That was the whole point. Thank anyway. you so much. Also, uh, coming back, as everyone knows, the Boondocks, it is official. Its home will be HBO Max, which is a new Warner Media streaming service that I think due out next year. Um, the Boondocks has got a two-season, 24-episode order. Okay. All of the other episodes of the Boondocks will be available on the, the service supposed to launch in the fall of 2020 with a 50 minute special um i read that granddad and his grandsons Hugh and riley are living in a suburb in maryland only to see that it's been taken over oh, by yes. uncle ruckus <laughs> so uncle ruckus uncle ruckus is like the official villain of the series it seems on deadlines his life under ruckus turns out to be an everyday struggle to survive I cannot wait. Okay. For it. Like this? Yeah. Whatever, take it. Because I'm going to watch this. Yeah, I really hope this HBO Max is included with my HBO subscription. I hope this is not like a separate thing that I'm going to have to pay for. God bless. Because I really want to see this. (laughs) I'm going to. Yeah. I I need y'all. Come on, HBO, please. I give y'all so much money. Um, I read that uh, a lot of the other shows from Adult Swim which is where the Boondocks originally lived will also be available on this uh, service HBO Max I guess that's a part of the whole Warner Media thing Um, also in terms of original programming for HBO Max seems to be a new Gremlins oh no a prequel to the Gremlins movies called Gremlins Secrets of the Mogwai Uh, (laughs) so Lots of new old faces to look forward to, girls. And I'm sure many, 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 many more to come. Wow. Okay. But okay. So I just Googled it. It's being rebooted, but not as a movie. Like it's going to be just a a series, I guess. The Gremlins thing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, I was never a Gremlins, of course. That has just never been me. Yeah, I was scared of the Gremlins. Yeah. I'm definitely not watching this, but you know, I, I keep coming back to, I'm just not spending five to ten dollars a month on 10 different services i'm not i have netflix and hulu right now and i really doubt and a cable package yeah and so i really doubt that i'm going to go too much further than that like bt and this ten dollars a month for bt go or whatever it's called sistrin it's not happening what's the incentive there Tyler Perry, all the Tyler Perry stuff and okay. some new shows. Yeah, I have fun with that. Yeah. And then um, I've <laughs> I got cable and Netflix and Hulu, Amazon Prime. Well, Amazon Prime, I guess it counts, sort of. I mean, kind um, of, I don't I don't usually watch stuff on Amazon Prime, but you can. Great shows. <laughs> there are great shows on Amazon. Oh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Fleabag. Yes. Oh, never mind. I do um, watch Amazon Prime. <laughs> they've got some good ass shows on there. Uh, Funimation and Crunchyroll, obviously, for my anime needs. Totally going to get um, Disney Plus because, duh. Right. 
Um, I will pay for the and the Disney Plus is extremely cheap. I think I just signed up for ESPN Plus. Hear me out. I'm so confused. Um, I'm obsessed with MMA now. And <laughs> what really? Watch some MMA on there. Yeah, MMA is very honest. I like it. It's it's brutal. Yeah, that's what's honest about okay. it. Okay, it's human beings in their realist animalistic form (laughs) here are my hands feet elbows and knees there are yours okay and let's use them until one of us is bloody it's just so bloody yeah i love it there's no holding back okay there's no you know (laughs) sugarcoating anything or pretending that we're not monsters right you see so much in in society today that shows you that human beings are absolute garbage monstrous people that don't give a fuck about the lives of um, minorities, children, anybody. You know what I mean? And so in MMA, it's just like, no, I enjoy beating the fuck out of others for sports. But unlike World Star Hip Hop videos, they have boundaries. Like, there are rules. (laughs) There are rules. So no one just surprisingly gets stabbed. Yeah, no, you You know know what's going on here. You you know exactly what you sign up for. And it's just like somehow more violent than boxing with less protection. Right. Because see, I always enjoyed boxing. I think the reason I always liked boxing and tennis is because it doesn't have as many moving parts as a football or a basketball. It's just me, you, fists, go. Ring the bell. That's, That's it. it. Like, you know, there aren't positions and yeah. all this other stuff. And MMA just takes it a step further. Uh, wow. You get to beat a bitch ass like you are on the street. I love it. This is a little, it's a little dark, but. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it's on it. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you like it, then I love it. It's not um, for me, but go off. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do with all of these apps, but I'm definitely getting HBO Max. Y'all can tell me about Peacock and um, we'll see what else pops up. <sighs> I'm sure there are plenty more to come. I just, uh, God damn it. Wasn't the whole point of all these streaming services was to save like money and not have like, I feel like a lot of people switched to streaming services and cut cable because it was supposed to be like all these different shows available on like a couple of platforms for less money. And no, you can't watch it live. Like that's the big sacrifice, but right. Know. So now like everybody but, is coming out with their own streaming services. Like you girls might as well just pay for cable because Hulu and Netflix have been so successful and have stormed the Emmys and yeah. Golden Globes and all of this yeah. stuff. So they're taken much more seriously than they were however long ago. Yeah. And so all of these other companies want to throw their hats in the ring and shit. Like even <sighs> the office may really leave Netflix now with this Peacock yeah. thing because of NBC. I saw that Parks and Rec is leaving. Right. So now you might see that shit and it yeah. won't be a hoax this time. Who yeah. knows? Okay. So, girl, do what you can out here. The world is on fire. That, that was <laughs> not... I just go up to that with anything, honestly, because I hate the planet. Um, In a recent Elle magazine... Why did I even pick this? Who cares? In a recent Elle magazine interview uh, prior to Nicki Minaj's retirement, she discussed... The album that she was and likely is still working on. That's right. And described it as fierce, fun, and unapologetic. And here are all of the generic statements that every artist makes about their album. Right. She said, it's probably the most excited I've been about an album release in a really long time. This one incorporates all the things people love about Nikki, but also just has a way bigger sound, so it goes perfectly with the Fendi collection. See, she's so good at this because she perfectly tied it into her other business. Right. Bitch, you ain't gonna know where, you know how to do this. Uh, so, like... <laughs> Um, she's pictured in like her new uh, Fendi capsule collection or whatever, which I read has 127 pieces. Is that a capsule? 
Right. That sounds like a full ass line. <laughs> right. Girl, what? Okay. Uh, see, I'm Googling Fendi and typed in Fenty. <laughs> Let me try again. It's weird that she said this is the most excited she's been about an album release when she just put one out last year. Like it was yeah. literally last August. But I think she's acting like that one didn't happen or Oh. But I mean, your fans loved it. Uh the Barbs loved it. I enjoyed a good portion of it. Okay. There, there's that as well. So, um, and I'm getting these uh, Fendi glasses that she has on here with this like holographic gradient or whatever. Oh, those are very you. The moment, I, the moment I see them, I'm buying them. You can have my money for that. Nicholas. Oh, this says she's making clothes for curvy girls. Hmm. Well, she's curvy. Yeah. Well, and it says making clothes for girls with my body. <laughs> so. <laughs> I read that she says she wants to feel like she's in the hood when she's when in her Fendi. She wants to feel like she's back in Queens or, you know, a uh, front row. My thing is, like, who is this for? Because a lot of the barbs are incredibly young mm-hmm. and likely either cannot or should not be right. spending their money on Fendi. Yeah, Fendi is very expensive. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know who she thinks. Gonna, well, honestly, I might because I'm looking through some of this. That's stuff. what I'm saying. A lot of this shit is cute. <laughs> right. So maybe and, some uh, of the girls are just like shit. Like this fucking jacket. Bitch. This pink jacket. <laughs> the pink one and the silver one. Yeah. I want this fucking The pieces skirt. are cute. Yeah, they are. Like this stuff is cute. So maybe she's just counting on it being cute, cute and stuff people buying people it. And not buy. Right. Yeah. Like it's Fendi and it's cute. So get it. Girl, them, get out your shades are everything. I'm, I mean, I'm. Ooh, them is cute. I'm going to get them. I think it comes out in. I think it launches in October. Yeah, October 14th is what it says for the website. Um. So yeah, get out your feels, girl, and get into the office of a good therapist. Yeah. And you know, get back to work. That's not. I mean, if you sincerely want to take a break, sure. Right. Feel free. But all of the the talk of retirement yeah. and, and all of and that I'm taking my ball and going with bloggers home. that we were not going to discuss <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Huh. Well, put your foot back on next and get out your feelings. I just sis. keep scrolling through all this stuff because it is really cute. It's really good. It's yeah. nice stuff. And I think that she also said that she's um, planning on launching her own. I guess major designer brand at some point. She's just been extremely picky, and that's why it's taking oh, yeah. this long and whatnot. But yeah, which new uh, wishing you the best over there, sis. Doing whatever. Yeah, it is good you're luck doing. with this girl. If any of it comes in my size, I'm probably gonna get it. Just letting you know now. Well, time for some really hard news, girls. <sighs> Poor Felicity Huffman is going down, and it's <laughs> going down hard. Um, she's been sentenced as of September 13th to a hard and grueling 14 days in prison. Hashtag pray for Felicity. Um, I read here on people that um, she's currently focused on spending time with her husband, William, William Macy. You may know of him. Yep. Heard of him. Um, Then daughter, Sophia in Georgia. It says the family is hanging in there. <laughs> spending time together and doing their best to heal Lord Felicity is getting everyone together so they can spend time talking and healing with each other girl I feel um, like y'all have been gone for longer than two weeks to shoot movies it says here uh, also it, it seems they will be selling airbrushed free Felicity t-shirts shut up on gofundme.com who said that slash the admission mission 
You yeah. a, no, you a lie. Yeah, I made that part up. <laughs> I was about to. I was really typing it in. You get on my nerves. <laughs> Airbrushed. Um. <laughs> delete. Delete. Perfect delete. point. Yes, sis. I'm certain that they have seen you missing right. for shooting whatever. Desperate like housewives. desperate housewives had to have taken you away from the fam for longer than two weeks, girl. Yeah, this is really nothing, and of course, people are pissed about it, but. Like, I remember when this whole story broke, I did appreciate that Felicity owned up to it. I agree. That she was like, you know what? I did do this. And it was really fucking wrong of me. I just (laughs) felt like I was a bad mom if I didn't and blah, 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 and all this shit. I really appreciate people who own up to their mistakes. Mm -hmm. And she didn't do like aim Becky and try to dance around it or act like it wasn't that big of a deal or what the fuck ever else. And I agree with John Legend. He tweeted something like, you know, the solution is not that you know, black people should be getting short sentences too, is that nobody should be going to jail for this dumb shit, you know, Mm because people have been pissed about this two week sentence thing. And I agree. Like, I don't think this is something that warrants jail time. What I would rather see and a $30,000 fine, which is nothing to that family. Just feel like, it would be so much better if y'all made her pay like a substantial fine, like a huge one, maybe half a million. And then it goes to like a scholarship for low income kids of color who had to work so hard for that place in school that her daughter took that yeah. you paid for. Like, I feel like that would be a much better use of the money. It actually makes the situation right or it, it takes a step towards making the situation right. And we're not filling up the prisons for no fucking good reason. Like two weeks in a jail for what? This is so <laughs> dumb. Right. So it's just further ev- evidence that like the legal system yeah, in this country trash. is a joke. But ain't Becky? I want her ass gone for yeah, at least six she, months. Like that bitch because true. she got on my nerves with her whole <laughs> that whole response to the situation. Ain't Becky worked my nerves. I read headlines like it's she just gonna put go. pressure on her sentencing <laughs> and things like that. She can go. Anyway, especially since her daughter didn't even fucking want to go to school at all. At least Felicity's daughter was like, "Bitch, I thought I got in like on my own merit." At <laughs> all, that little girl wanted to have her Instagram, uh, fucking YouTube channel, and be like, a influencer. I'm going to make up University. Yes. so I don't even know what you're talking about, Mom. She even talked about how she didn't want to go to class, didn't go to class, just was here to drink and uh, go to football games. Like, girl, Mom, worry about Nikki and Alex. <laughs> That's what the fuck you do, bitch. I'm not going to fucking school. Shut up! Um, On the flip side of justice, Ed Buck is apparently maybe finally going down. He's at least been arrested. Thank God. Um, And accused of running a drug house. The... uh, Yeah, we know. Felony counts... (laughs) The police, man. Felony counts he's facing are uh, battery causing serious injury, administering methamphetamine, and maintaining your drug house. This is after um, the most recent overdose that it says here took place on September 11th after he allegedly injected a 37-year-old man with meth at his apartment in West Hollywood. This is after the deaths of Jamel Moore Mm -hmm. and where is the other man's name? 55-year-old Timothy Michael Dean. Black men that were in the same circumstances. One of them wrote a whole story about how he was now addicted to this drug and blamed Ed Buck for it and that kind of stuff because he has been said to pressure men into doing these drugs and injecting them and stuff like that. And two men, at least two that we know of, lost their lives about it. And it really took 
activists within the LGBTQ community out in California to really like protest and say, hey, guys, yeah. um, this big Democratic donor that you guys love so much is out here killing us and having a blast doing it. Right. And nobody's doing anything about it. Like, what what the fuck is the issue? So I'm glad. Yeah, something is finally being done. And it's a totally different story. And we have to wait to see whether he actually faces justice. But this is at least the first correct step in the right direction. So. Glad to see it. It's about fucking time. I guess three was the motherfucking charm. And like you said, this is like the number of overdoses that we know about. What, that we know about. God only knows how many bodies have been dumped in the desert. Thank you. So, And again, on, on the topic of this joke-ass legal system, it says on uh, NPR, if convicted, he could face a maximum sentence of five years and eight months womp, in state prison. For two people being dead? <laughs> And almost three. Oh, Luckily not three. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's Five it? years total? Watch him get two weeks like Felicity. Right. See? Because you know Felicity? Riot. <laughs> Felicity is having brunch and going the fuck home. That's like, right. Felicity ain't having more than two meals in that She's bitch. Not, at all. Period. So They're about to have a Desperate Housewives rerun and probably she'll, you know, uh, sit please. on a panel on uh, When They See Us. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if she got released early for overcrowding or whatever. Even though released early from a two-week sentence is like... <laughs> Why don't you just pinch her and let her go home? This is just so, ugh. White people live in a totally different world than Why don't you just tell her to hold out her hands and smack them with a ruler? <laughs> right! <laughs> like elementary, make that bitch kneel on rice or something <laughs> and then go home. <laughs> Shit. Is that only country people that make their kids no, kneel on grits? Just, it might just be country. I don't know. Yeah. But kneeling on grits don't about. sound that bad to your knees. Until you bloody do it. Right. <laughs> My mother specifically went for, um, like the wooden mixing spoons. Oh, yeah. Or sometimes like a hairbrush. Yeah. The Ooh, and hairbrushes are real tricky because Oof. they got that thick ass wood on the back usually. So yeah. it's like, damn, that will crack your fucking cheekbone. My grandma was good for a switch. And to this day, I ain't never felt nothing worse than a switch. I feel like nobody wanted um, their mango trees damaged. <laughs> 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 that's why we because the only trees for us to possibly go get switches from in our yard were mm-hmm. mango trees and we had like maybe it was a cherry tree yeah every plant that we had in our yard <laughs> bore fruit or vegetables yeah I think ours <laughs> so, was maybe a pecan tree maybe ooh, nice. but it could have just been a regular old oak or whatever the fuck whatever it was she picked <laughs> the thinnest most lethal switch she could find stripped that bitch of all its leaves and tow your ass up yep so classic yeah, just mm, black people love bonding over the abuse we, <laughs> we went through as children. I mean, <laughs> um, woo, anyway, speaking of legal book. woes, uh, Dave East is apparently dealing with Mr. Be- a misdemeanor battery charge after a three way gone wrong in oh, Las no. Vegas. <laughs> Not fine as Dave East. So, uh, apparently, Dave East had. An appearance at Dry Dre's nightclub. I've never been to Vegas. Don't know how to say this, but I've seen the name of this club before. Okay. This nightclub in Vegas um, and took two two ladies home with him to his hotel room at the Delano. Delano. Okay. It looks like Delano. And here's where the stories get dicey. So on one side, Davey's side. He and his people claim that um, 
one of the ladies involved in the threesome got upset with not getting enough attention. Enough dick? I guess. <laughs> okay. Maybe, maybe. He was spending too long with the other girl. The other, they were real passionate or I don't know. Okay. This is why I feel like threesomes get tricky. With two <laughs> girls you just met at that. I mean, it doesn't say that they just met. Maybe he could have had a connection with one of them. He could have mm. really been dating one of these girls. Okay. And who knows? Yeah, I don't know. You're right. They just describe them as two women. But he claims she got upset. They started to argue. She started to fling champagne bottles at him so uh, hard that one, two of them oh. clocked him in the head, leaving cuts. Oh, shit. Um, the woman claims that they simply started to argue in the middle of the sexual uh, encounter, Davies got upset and punched her several times, hitting her on the arm. She ran to the bathroom and called the police, but did not make any mentions of uh, bottles being thrown. Okay. It says on wrap up that uh, a third woman entered the room once the argument started, and she claims that Dave was the aggressor. Dave's friend, however, is also a witness in the story and oh. claims that he saw with his eyes the woman throwing bottles at the rapper. It also says here that Dave claims he merely grabbed the woman by her arm and made her leave the room, um, and he was ordered by a doctor to get a CAT scan after the alleged incident. God damn. Well, yeah, champagne bottles ain't nothing to fuck with. At all. Ask the rat. I want to know what the other girl in the threesome has to say about this. <laughs> Where is her opinion? Oh like, I feel like these other two people who came in after it started, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> what happened to the bitch who was getting the real good I dicking down? I was so close to an orgasm. <laughs> and then here comes these niggas. This hating ass bitch started throwing shit. Ruined my home. I came right to yeah. write my memoir, bitch. So, I mean, I Googled it real quick and it says that police saw that he had cuts on his head. Right. I'm assuming that if he says he had cuts on his head, someone may have seen them. If a doctor... Yeah. So he should get a CAT scan. I want to say somebody clocked him in the head yeah. with something. Right. Now, that doesn't say who the aggressor in the situation is. But I want to believe. Doesn't say who started it. You did get your uh, bus over here with something. Yeah. Um. I want to, yeah. I don't know what to believe here, but I really want to know what that third woman who was involved in the fucking look, has to say about this. I was just trying to get mine. And <laughs> we in Vegas, I thought what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Does the woman, oh, it doesn't say whether the not. woman has any bruises or anything. I didn't read anything about that, but she's she specifically brought up her arm. Okay. And then there's this comment about, um, him grabbing her by the arm and making her leave, but I didn't see anything about bruises. And they are both um, dealing with misdemeanor battery, but it says nobody was arrested. So, right. Um, well, if his people are smart, they took photos of him after this incident so that they can back up what they're claiming because otherwise it's not going to look good. If you're a fan of Dave East or whatever, then I guess you can just pay attention to wherever this story goes. I wouldn't be surprised if later you hear about the case being dropped right. or whatever the fuck. But I don't know if he has a history of violence either. But I've never heard anything about him like just getting into fights with niggas or starting shit. I don't. But that don't mean so. that don't mean you ain't capable. But. Right. I mean, this is one of those stories where it's literally just like, okay, here's the information we have now, and I will see what else y'all got to say about it. Right. I don't have an opinion to form from this because I literally don't know what happened. I do know that Hulu just launched that Wu Tang um, 
series mm-hmm. where he plays Method Man. So this ain't the time for no bullshit. <laughs> right. And he apparently jumped on Instagram afterwards and left uh, a, a photo with a caption that says new levels, new devils. So, mm. um, Good right. luck, sir, and and whatever this is, I hope that you weren't out here putting your hands on women yes. because you. I ignorant. truly hope that as well. Um, that's ugly. And you know, threesomes are not supposed to to end like this. Threesomes are supposed to end with ecstasy Happiness. and afterglow yes. and, and uh, possibly some leak nudes and paternity <laughs> tests, but a tape maybe. Not you know, Ooh, maybe a tape. They're supposed to be bottles, but they're supposed to be empty because everybody got drunk. We haven't had a good celebrity sex tape in a while. We haven't because that Kevin Hart one was not good. Like nobody wanted to see that. That came out. <laughs> yeah, remember the clip of that came out? That's how he. They had, had the- sex in the tape. Yeah. They did? That, yes. That was the whole reason that he got on Instagram or whatever talking about, I've uh, disappointed my family. I thought blah, that there blah. was just like a tape of him like laying in some girl's lap that wasn't his wife. No. I'm talking about the one in the hotel room. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't okay. know that there was... I know that there was like yeah, video proof yeah. of him... Uh, being unfaithful, but I didn't know there was actual sex. Yeah, because the, the girl is suing everybody about. Oh, it. I did hear about that, yeah. but that was news to me when I heard about it. So <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know what. Hey, that don't, don't do count. <laughs> I'm I'm talking about a celebrity we want to we want to see fucking. But yeah, <laughs> this should have ended. Dave East is so fine. This should have ended totally differently. I know old girl who was getting dick down is pissed. Like sis, especially friend, if she didn't get to finish. I was having a good ass time. Like you can wait for everybody to just get their nut and then fight with this nigga. Like God damn, right? Like girl, you mad because he ain't <laughs> just give him a minute. He'll come back over to you. That's a whole point of a threesome, <laughs> nigga. I would have waited for the cops to go home and everybody to be like cool down and then send this nigga a text like, "So can we finish so, where we left?" I mean, have they bandaged you up yet? Can we just where um, you at? <laughs> what time the cast can over? <laughs> I can just come to the cat I'm just come office. to the ER and just, you know, you just get it back up. Maybe enough room for two inside of those. <laughs> You're so stupid. Um, Valencia Love, um, the woman who made headlines earlier this year in February for posting R. Kelly. Oh, my God. Posting his bond or whatever, his $100,000 shit to get him out of a... Out of the clink yeah. in Cook County back when, um, as you may know, R. Kelly is still in federal custody right and <laughs> they snatched him right back up four months later for federal charges in New York and in Chicago. Yep. And so this story confuses me because I'm reading that she wants her money back and yeah. the judge said, girl, shut up. Right. And like, is not giving it to her. <laughs> but then I'm reading here that. Her attorney, John Collins, Mm -hmm. is the one who is um, the one who is providing this information that she wants the money back or whatever, because she's worried she's in jeopardy of losing the money to uh, like pay for R. Kelly's attorney's fees and stuff like whatever when this case is done. Yeah. But then on the same article here on the Chicago Sun-Times, it says that love is... Love, like, she's, that's exactly what she plans to do with the money. What, pay, pay his fees? It says here, Love told the Chicago Sun-Times oh. that's exactly what she wants to do. Kelly already had reimbursed her $100,000 just three days after he posted his bond. He wasn't able, this is her, she wasn't, he wasn't able to get his money because it was the weekend. <laughs> and he was the only one who had access to his account. It was basically a loan. Why is it such a big deal? He's already locked up. Why can't the mail, the bail money 
be returned. And it says Love said she wants the money returned so she could give it to R. Kelly's team to cover his legal costs and other expenses. And then it also says that his attorney claims that she paid $50,000 in back child support from him in March and she claims that she did not. Okay. So, I well, like, I mean, that would be incredibly new representation. Stupid, but she... I mean, this the, woman hasn't demonstrated, right, having good sense. The issue here for me is if R. Kelly really paid you back after three days, why the fuck do you want the judge to give you your money back? Like you already got your money back. I don't really see the issue there. And also anybody who has ever bonded anybody out knows that you signed that little slip yep. saying that you there is an excellent chance you might not get your money yep. back, even if the person doesn't fuck up because the judge can order that money go into any. The judge can order that money to go to R. Kelly's legal fees. Right. So. It just seems to me like, sis, you knew if you bond somebody out, you have to have a reasonable expectation that you will never get that money back because you are signing something saying that you might not. So this is just stupid, <laughs> bitch. Like, I heard I that her restaurants are suffering, her daycare is suffering or whatever because people don't want to send their kids to Good. somebody who's You're supports. stupid. Right, exactly. Maybe that's why she wants her 100000 back so that she can you know, live, but sis. I also read something where she was talking about or allegedly talking about how um, it wasn't her money anyway and she's not going to say it's his money or or anybody's, but oh, it wasn't girl. hers or something. So I don't know who this lady is, what this lady is fucking doing. And, you know, good luck with you no, and <laughs> your efforts, madam. This man is up on 13 felony counts of, you know, Incidents relating to child abuse. It's looking like they're going to keep him. Yeah. Girl. And you you own and operate a daycare. Therefore, I have zero compassion for you in I this just, situation. I just don't. I'm glad you lost your 100000 I hope you continue to lose money on this until you decide that you are going to act like you have some goddamn sense. Act like you are somebody who is charged with the care and protection of children. This is just so fucking stupid. Um... Last thing I wanted to bring up was an amazing music video that I watched um, earlier today um, from one Marvin Gaye the Third. That's right, Marvin Gaye son. No, has released a music video. Mm-mm. Well, um, <laughs> Fresh posted this, and I was like, absolutely not. Apparently, this video actually came out in 2013 or something, and it just happened to resurface, which means this is the first time that many niggas have seen it. I know that Robin Thicke wants to fight this nigga so bad. That too. Because, wow. It is a music video that's apparently called Can't Take My Eyes Off of You. Lauren Hill and the motherfuckers she covered that song from wept, um, <laughs> as did her chakras and everything in between. Um... I'm not going to play the song. You guys can just go and look it up. It's not hard to find. It sounds something kind of like Jessica Black. Um, Was that her name? Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Not Jessica Black. Something. Rebecca Black. Rebecca Black. Yeah. Ooh. It sounds something like that or possibly like dragging a machete against a chalkboard or... (laughs) It's so fucking bad. Don't go looking for this. Digging through gravel with a pitchfork. Something Man. like that. Um, Marvin the Third also kind of resembles like a Ronald Isley Build-A-Bear. And um, or like a Ron Isley Pop <laughs> Fungo doll. 
which is disturbing. He looked like if you left Ronald Isley Ooh. on a dashboard of your car while you went into the yes, store. Yes, and the face kind of got soft and spread out a little bit. Um, <laughs> He's dressed sort of like when your uncles from the Caribbean come and go to an American mall for the first time. I was about to say why he don't look like his daddy, but he's adopted. So, oh. no wonder. And then he spends most of the video chasing after this white woman that looks like Kelly Ann Conway. The whole thing's awful. It's really bad. Um, I urge you to go and get your life. <laughs> Enjoy it. Maybe with a cocktail. Have some laughs. It's bad. Yeah, if you're going to watch it, like, watch it with friends. Make it an event. Yeah. Get high or something like that and just enjoy how awful it is but it is i had to cut it off after like 30 seconds i was like no the the lord do not want this for my life it's like if marvin Gaye were the tree he threw that apple like, <laughs> as far as, as it far could possibly get <laughs> wow yeah or it rotted while it was still on the branch and tumbled down to the base of the tree where it decomposed Just into the earth <laughs> dreadful so bad <laughs> Damn. So, I don't... Further proof that just because your parents are legendary and iconic in something does not mean you will be able to do the exact same thing in that exact same area. This is what you're doing with your daddy money. This is what happens on Growing Up Hip Hop every week. <laughs> every week. <laughs> Fat Joe... Not, not Fat Joe's son. Fat Joe's son. Yeah, Fat Joe's son. <laughs> you know, sometimes I forget which one of them passed away. But, like, <laughs> all of them who have famous parents who are in the music industry... Like, they all seem to have this weird expectation on themselves that they're going to be just as popping or just as great as their parents were. And it's just like, but literally none of y'all have the range. Young, dirty bastard? No, sir. <laughs> Keep that exactly where it's at. <laughs> we do not need it. <laughs> Young, dirty bastard got a pregnant white girlfriend, a white girlfriend on the side. That's right. And trying to date Flavor Flav's black girlfriend. Yeah. Black daughter. Who he don't even talk to. Apparently, yeah, apparently yeah, he has they, some sort of restrained relationship Lord. with. But. What's that girl's name? Tasty. Who? Toasty. Flavor Flavor's not a name. Oh, designer. Designer. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Des- I forgot that was a like nickname. D apostrophe Z Y N A or something. Yeah, I love niggas. And she's super, super New York. Like, yeah, she definitely is. Super, super New York. Um, yeah, that show is crazy. I just be, I find it funny when like kids of rap stars want to be rappers as well and they talk about like, Growing up in the hood and stuff. Woo. And I don't, I haven't really listened to anything that Fat Joe's son has done or any of the other kids really on yeah, growing up hip hop. But um, that's always really fun to me because it's like, nigga, now. Please. You know you've been rich. Exactly. So, like, you, the hood, you might have grown up like tangentially through the hood. Like, you knew niggas who were yeah. maybe still in the hood, but you went back. To your big old nice ass house in Beverly Hills or whatever, and that is where you stay. <laughs> you told the chef, I don't want crust. I don't want crust. For the last time, Eduardo. Um, this is why I felt like Charlie Charlie Baltimore daughter said, I just want to DJ. Like I'm not Yeah. And like I don't see nothing wrong with making your own lane and doing that thing. But so many of y'all just do not have the range to be coming behind your parents and trying to step in the shoes of their legacy. I could totally see you wanting to follow in their footsteps because I got to imagine that you're just surrounded by the stuff all of the time. How many kids of superstar artists have been in studios growing up, been backstage at concerts growing up? So I can get that, but it doesn't mean that you're going to be good at it. Lots right. of them are. And I like the ones mm, that okay. go in a completely different route. Jaden Smith is nothing like Will Smith That's in terms true. of rap. That is true. You know what I mean? 
Willow said, I'm going to be over here and play my guitar and do what I want to do. I'm not whipping my hair for y'all niggas anymore. And she decided that shit when she was like 10. She was like, I don't want to. It was a cute moment, but I'm all done with that. Thank you so much. I mean, Will is different because he is famous for so many things. Yeah. And not necessarily just the music, but... I don't know. It's like really just like anybody else. At a certain point, you have to be real with yourself. Even if you are super talented, you still have to do something to pay the bills. Like, And so if you are like continuously pouring all this money and energy into something that's not popping off, you're going to have to redirect at some point. That's why my TV was on that channel. I don't know why. But Fat Joe was having that conversation with his son. In the store? Yes. He was like, we got to focus on the store because, you know, the music thing is expensive and it's not popping off like it's supposed to right now. So it's like, Yes, be realistic about this shit. What can be done? What is actually going to be profitable right now? Hallelujah. That about sums up hot tops and whatever. Um, how to train your body. I got to start remembering what I call these things. I write them down and then I immediately delete it after I say it. Why? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, let's take a break. We'll come right back with your letters. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my for like my mm-hmm. own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology, we're parting ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read again that's ziprecruiter.com slash the read ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire now let's get back to show so listen guys the next generation of influential black voices can be found on npr's new collection black stories black truths i've been running my mouth about it for a while now black representation in media is incredibly important and i feel like it's in kind of a situation at the moment so amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important black stories black truth is a celebration of blackness from npr each of npr's black voices are distinct varied and nuanced as the black experience itself you can get things from bobby schmurder to the wire michelle obama to reparations there's no limit to the range of black stories black truths Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Okay, we're back, and it is time for your listener letters. Send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. They, we may just read them aloud on the show and also on the TV show. So if you have something that you would like us to answer on our new Late Night show starting next month, you can send those into the same inbox, maybe on that show as well. Our first one comes from, I'll call her Ebony. She said, I'm married with a six-year-old son. 
I've been married to his father for seven years. We started dating in college and we were both broke as much as most college kids are. And neither of us completed undergrad over the last seven years. We, of course, got married, had our son. And during that time, we both held down decent jobs, but not enough to cover every expense or even to save. My husband got let go from multiple jobs over the years because he's just not that great at keeping one. So I decided to step up and go into a management position at my own job. I make almost $100,000 a year now, but I work six days a week and sometimes seven and 10 to 14 hours daily. Some of my family and his have started to be shady about this. They ask me when I'm going to make time to cook for my husband and do my wifely duties. They tell me that I'm not spending enough time with my son and other things like that. Excuse you? I'm literally doing the best I can and I make sure when I come home, my son and I have quality time. I give him his baths, buy dinner if I have to, three or four days out of the week, make sure the house is spotless via a housekeeper and pay for literally everything that my household needs. Now my husband does have a job, but it is very low paying and he has two days off, which I think is hurting his ego and he complains about being at home by himself a lot. This hurts because I feel like I'm being bullied by my family and his when it comes to my job and what I should be doing. Nothing is ever good enough. My question is, how am I supposed to juggle working, paying the bills, having sex with my husband, spending enough time with my as much time as my son was possible and getting through all of this? I'm so tired, y'all. But if I don't work, my son doesn't eat. I'm paying for private school and setting up accounts for college all by myself. Signed, Ebony. Ebony, this sounds like um, the typical plight of a woman to me. <laughs> Damn, it does though. I mean, it just does. Yeah. Like it. Sometimes this shit reminds me of that statue of I don't. Is it Greek mythology? You know, the man that's literally holding the planet on his back. Oh, Atlas. Oh, yeah. That is Atlas, right? I think. Okay. Sounds right. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's what this shit reminds me of. Like, you. What are you? Yeah. Exactly expected to do. One would think. Hold up the whole fucking that world. Yeah. Balancing all of these things or attempting to would have the people closest to you at the very least um, applauding your motherfucking ass and asking, "Is there anything I can do to help?" Right. That's what you would think. Since you're the one bringing in the overwhelming majority of the money. Right. But of course. You know, there is um, the male ego Mm -hmm. and uh, the ripple effect of that, which usually transforms into all of the ways that you are supposedly inadequate um, when it comes to uh, around the house uh, duties and things of that nature. I feel like you are probably going to have to put down each one of your toes you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And tell everybody to suck your ass to a straw. <laughs> because Woo. what the fuck do y'all want? Mm-hmm. I work six to seven days a week. And you 10 got, hours a day minimum. You got two days off. It's just that I don't even... That, I'm even to break up down everything that you just repeated to me. Right. Everybody knows what's up. And this just feels like one of those common things especially in families of color where it's like you need to be doing this and you're not at home enough to do this and da 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 yeah niggas can work 
and be seen in the household all of three hours a week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And be busting their spinal cord, bringing in money, and yeah. everybody just treats them like, well, you know, they're doing what they have to he's do, and, and he's providing, and 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 still will grill you about what did you cook for him, and See, oh, did and you suck his dick when he got home, and all this other stuff. <laughs> right. And if that's what you want to do, fine. But I don't understand why when women do the same thing and they're busting their ass and working and bringing you know the money home and providing this then the third then it's like oh well you need to be it's just the the same antiquated yep idea that women are supposed to be homemakers and it doesn't matter if you you know work full-time part-time or not at all you know, you need to make sure that the beds are clean and the kids are washed and fed and the <laughs> husband isn't horny when he's horny. Lord. <laughs> like, right. All of these other things. But then if you weren't work, if you weren't working, you would get criticized for that. Yeah. If you work too much, you get criticized for that. Like, at what point do you just say, suck my dick? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, this family dynamic is really pissing me off because... I mean, I guess I should just be thankful that my family is not like this. But if somebody has to hustle that hard to make sure shit is taken care of, then I feel like everybody else around us would be like trying to help and trying to contribute to the house in whatever way they can. Not shitting on you because you can't be at home all the fucking time. Like, it just seems really ridiculous that people are putting all these expectations on you that are literally impossible to fulfill. And so you turning around and making yourself miserable because you're trying to do all this shit. You are busting your ass at work all the fucking time. And then you got his family and your family judging you for working all the time and taking care of the bills. But it seems like they would probably be judging you as well if you didn't work all the time and y'all were like struggling and barely making ends meet and constantly had to ask them for money or help or whatever else. If the roles were, if the roles were reversed there would still be something yeah you know so i think like i said a lot of this has to do with the the differences probably in in workload and income and maybe your husband feeling a little insecure about that which is a common thing and i don't even think it's like oh you're a typical toxic man for feeling insecure it's another societal thing in my opinion yeah definitely uh and that makes people feel this way and people surrounding the family are probably like oh no girl because you need to especially older members of the family that were completely submerged in those ideologies (laughs) you know what i mean Yes. So I just think it's time for for you to really assert yourself to these people. Like yeah. you are a grown ass woman and you are allowed to talk to people like you are a grown ass woman. If they are disrespecting you, I don't care if it's your mama, his mama, whatever the fuck else. If they are talking to you crazy, you need to talk to them crazy right the fuck back. Because, girl, you are busting your ass, breaking your back to make sure your family is taken care of. You said your husband has gotten let go from multiple jobs because he's just not that great at keeping a job. Nigga, you need to be great at keeping a job. <laughs> You need to straighten the fuck up. It would never be okay for you as a woman to be like, oh, well, I'm just not good at keeping (laughs) I just don't like authority. I just don't like uh, clocking in on time. Facebook be calling you all kinds of bums. Right. You would be all kind of bum bitch ass mother and all this other shit. So (laughs) I would have so many words for these people. Like, if you're not contributing to this household, you can kindly shut the fuck up about what I do. If you have an issue with it, feel free to like pour some money or some effort into this home. But I'm a grown ass woman. I'm taking care of my child, giving him the things he needs and deserves. And so I'm I'm going to kindly ask you to leave me the fuck alone while I do that. Like you don't have to take. I don't, I'm not going to say abuse, but you don't have to take this bullshit from family members just because they're family. 
And I feel like that's what you've been doing. You've just been kind of like letting it roll off your back or internalizing it even. And then your husband is feeling bad because you make so much more than he does. He's going to have to get the fuck over that. Does he want to be broke? Does he want to be fucking broke? <laughs> like it just, Would you he like has, me to get a job that doesn't make as much money? Right. So really, if he is only he's not working as many hours every day as you are, he has more days off than you do. So buying dinner and keeping the house clean should be things that he is doing. You paying a housekeeper to do something that he should be doing while he's at home and you are at work. Because if you were at home and he was at work, that would be expected of you. And I'm just really tired of people acting like women have to take care of shit outside the home and then maintain the home, too. Bitch, you gonna have to pick one. I'm sorry, I just get in work ten hour days every goddamn day. Every and then fucking still day, come home and have to deal with what you're saying. I'm not doing right, and you're might have one day off. Might have one day off. You're gonna have to kiss the crack on my ass. Ten to fourteen hours a day. No, man. I don't even care who I'm talking to. It could be that child. Everybody can kiss my ass. Yeah. Tonight, he needs to pick up the slack there and your family needs to leave you the fuck alone about it and if they don't then I think you should absolutely just tell like, them nigga I'm not even pressuring you to go wash no fucking dishes right. I literally hired somebody else to do it and minded my literal Foolish. business and you still <laughs> mad at me if you don't shut the fuck up I could be pressuring <laughs> you to wash these goddamn dishes on Saturday yeah. since you're not working Woo, Chile. All right. Let's I got you and these kids comfortable bitch <laughs> while I'm busting my motherfucking ass every day and you want to tell me what I'm not doing kiss the back of my feet all right. Heel. <laughs> you, I mean, you've been on them feet all day. After a long walk. <laughs> okay. So this next question mm, comes from, I need, oh, he calls himself T'Challa. Okay. Uh, let's see. He is a black cisgender. Well, the first paragraph is a bunch of like compliments, which I don't usually read, but he is a black cis het man. And he says that he's emailing us because of his girlfriend. It reads, we've been dating a little more than half this year. It's been great. We've met each other's friends and families and we have a great time together. This is the first relationship I've ever had where my girlfriend actually respects that I'm introverted and sometimes I just need to be alone. My only issue is that when we argue, it is the worst. <laughs> She has the same exact routine every time where if we argue and I'm right, she starts crying uncontrollably and begging us to stop fighting before we reach a resolution. At first, I didn't say anything, but lately I've been noticing the frequency of this. When we talked about her habit of doing this, she said that it comes from a lot of crazy ex-boyfriends hurting her. So now she's always on alert. Last weekend, I was on a birthday trip with some friends. And on the last day, she texted me about going with her to a concert for her favorite band. Normally, I don't mind making sacrifices in relationships because I like to see her happy. But with this event, she didn't ask, but demanded. Oh. After that, she started accusing me of never trying to care for her interests or being there for her when she needs me, which is false. Unfortunately for her, I'm Haitian and I flipped the <laughs> fuck out. <laughs> Sir. You should have started with her. <laughs> when she noticed I was mad, she told me that she was crying too and that she was very upset and she wanted the argument to end. What? I talked to my therapist about this yesterday and he told me that sometimes when people are so angry about something, a part of their brain steps away from logic. We discussed oh, the importance. Facts. It is. 
We discussed the importance of not trying to navigate how your responses make people feel because you cannot control other people's emotions, only your own, which helped ease me up. Uh I felt better after therapy, but I'm still having a hard time dealing with our argument. I have anxiety. So for me, when I overthink and worry about something, I feel it to the max. And now I'm wondering if we're in a routine where she thinks it's appropriate to start fights and cry when she doesn't get her way. (laughs) Sounds like it. (laughs) I've talked to her about changing her ways of arguing and not being so wildly combative. And she always responds with, I'm working on it or I'm trying to change. I do love her. And honestly, my only problem is when we fight because she's so bad at confrontation. But my question to you both is where do you believe people should draw the line between trying to encourage someone's inevitable change or am I enabling her stagnation? How much positivity really has to be sacrificed for someone to let go of their negativity? Have either of you ever had experiences with this where you're aware of someone's bad habits and they keep saying they'll change, but the same thing keeps happening? Keep doing what you're doing. Congrats on the show. Signed, T'Challa. Well, um, <clears throat> first of all, uh, shout out to you for being a straight cis nigga from the islands that's in therapy. And uh, listens to the read. I mean. It's <laughs> incredible. May the wonders ever cease. <laughs> um, I would have broke up with her ass a long time ago. <laughs> and... <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, nobody likes... To, well, I shouldn't say that. Lots of people love arguing, especially in relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, thrive off it. In fact, some people don't know how to be in a relationship without arguing. Yeah. Like, I think some people argue... They equate arguments to like passion yep. and then passion is a positive thing. Right. So they feel like if we're arguing with each other constantly, it's because like, that's the only way that some people know how to love yeah. a lot of people. Not saying that that's this girl, but right. anyway, um, I mean, that's true. And a lot of people grow up in chaos and argument and all yep. that. So it's all they know. Exactly. Um, you know, I feel like I'm the type of person who I will, if I say, if I confront you about something and I say how I feel about it, we have a conversation and you make the claim that you're going to change. It's only a handful of times that I'm going to see the the same repeated behavior with no kind of, what's the word? No kind of adjustment or just apparent tweaking okay. that yeah. you're doing. Because nobody can really be like, Oh, okay. Well, let me switch this thing off that that aggravates you, right? Or whatever. Sometimes people need uh, time to progress, but they have to be showing some sort of uh, behavior, yeah, that makes it clear they have received what y'all talked about mm-hmm. and they're putting it into action. Because you can tell me that you're trying to change all the live long day. Some people know that that's just what you're supposed to fucking say and have literally no fucking desire to do anything better. So if you've had this conversation with her and the behavior has uh, consisted, I would say two, three more times past that, I would just be, you know, signing my walking papers and leaving them in the hallway. <laughs> Listen, just like Beyonce said. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not going to be arguing with you and going through this dumb dramatic shit every single time we have a disagreement. Right. I'm wondering, since you do love her so much and you are in therapy, if you can start to bring her to some sessions and y'all can talk with your therapist That's about how to um, argue effectively or communicate effectively. Um, yeah. Because I am definitely one of those people who's like, if we are having an argument, I do not want to stop the discussion until we come to some sort of resolution. I do not want to... Yeah. 
I'm not going to cry and be and let that be the end of it or whatever else. It's like we need to resolve this so that we can move on and like continue forward in this relationship. Right. So and I think most people I want to say are not like that. <laughs> so that makes it difficult. Yeah, I guess it does because I've definitely been in relationships before where like my issue was every time we had an argument, this nigga if it got to a certain point and I mean, he was wrong because I don't argue unless I know I'm right. But he when he realized he was wrong and he wasn't going to win the argument, he would be like, oh, I just need to cool off and we just leave. We just walk out be like, I'm just going to take a walk and we just walk out of the door and be like, I can't have this conversation with you no more. And then come back and we're supposed to just keep going like nothing happened. Like we didn't. It's not like you went and cooled off and then we came back and finished the conversation. Right. You went and cooled off and then I was supposed to just act like it didn't happen. And we supposed to just keep going with the night or whatever. Like, no, that's not going to work out. Like you, you deserve to have a relationship where y'all can talk through conflict. It's ridiculous and unrealistic to expect that y'all never going to argue but the two of you should be at least at the bare minimum committed to trying to understand one another and committed to like each other's happiness. And this is something that is clearly bothering you enough to where you emailed us about it. So I think like when she says I'm working on it or she's trying to change, you kind of need to go further with that. Like, what right. are you working? How are you working on it? What are you doing to try to change? Because right. I'm not seeing any sort of progress at all. Like, we're still going through this. Some people use um, tools like keywords or phrases or things when you're in those types of situation as an alert to what we discussed and then whatever the process is of coming down from yeah. it. You know what I mean? For a bad example, let's say <laughs> you're, you have this keyword of like top ramen. You know what I'm saying? Like, and when the, when the argument gets Whoa. to where y'all hate it or it's, you know, repeating the same toxic behavior, you know, someone yells top ramen and you already have like this, uh, understanding or you've had this conversation yeah. that that means here we are and this is what we do to come back from that that was obviously my really shitty hit <laughs> getaway of like I'm just saying like if sometimes it may really take little activities like that that you might get from yeah. Yonla or your actual therapist that's a much better uh, much better option yeah. you know, more entertaining you know if you want to talk to the grass or whatever Yonla would have you do but uh <laughs> Uh, put your mouth right there. Just put it in the hole. <laughs> I love her. Um, so, so, sometimes you have to do like things like that to help. But I think that you, after uh, after a certain amount of experience with it, you might be able to tell whether somebody seems to have the desire to change or whether they're just saying that. Mm. And you have to kind of decide. I think the suggestion of possibly having her sit in a session of therapy is a great one. Yeah. There are other things you could think of to, you know, implement some sort of helpful tactic when y'all argue. But if she's just not showing yeah. anything, like she, if you don't see her like, bite her tongue or or do something that's like showing okay see like you're catching <laughs> the repeated thing that we go through right. if it's just the same thing and the same conversation every single time with no uh sign of things being different at any time it's like child i could be with somebody else arguing yeah. in a sense because you know, you're going to argue it's just right. inevitable that you're going to have disagreements and argue and, and things like that it, it just happens but some people have healthier 
um, yeah, and that's the goal. Ways of getting through those arguments and <laughs> yeah. disagreements, and some people is just completely toxic. Not to mention, a lot of girls have learned that if you cry, niggas will drop shit and let it go because they don't want to see you crying or they just want that shit to be done. Like a lot of girls have learned to do that, and I'm not saying girls it's not effective. Friends, I'm not saying it's not effective, and I'm not even saying that that's what she's doing, but or not consciously what she's doing because she might really think it's like oh i've gotten into really bad arguments with my ex-boyfriend so when i see something going too far i just want it to end but it's it's very mysterious that she doesn't ever do this when she's right (laughs) she doesn't ever start crying because you won't see her side of it and she wants it to end it's always when you're right and she's wrong that she's just like oh no (laughs) so i'll tell you maybe the third (laughs) the third cry moment Mm -mm. i'm gonna be like look If you don't suck that shit up and get it up out of my fucking face, I'm just, we're, no. Me before therapy would have been a lot more willing to deal with this. Me now is not tolerating that bullshit at all. At all, Sistrin. Fucking talk. Fucking talk about it. And get out your feelings if you're wrong or if it's just a disagreement and that person is not really seeing, you know, your side and why you always watch narcos together. And this bitch had the nerve to watch an episode <laughs> before you got home or whatever the fuck it is that y'all yeah. be fighting about. You have to be able to come up with a process in which you deal with disagreements healthily. And like I said, sometimes it takes people actually having a like one, two, three step yep. that they agree on of what they do when they get to that point. Especially if it's situations like this where it's just like every time we argue it's bad, it's stupid and nothing uh, productive ever comes of it. Right. And I would say if she's not willing to go to therapy and not willing to do any sort of self-help on this, you know, with whatever books and websites that you can get assistance from that sort of thing, then you already know what to do. It's time to break up with that bitch before it get too cold so you can find somebody else to snuggle with during the winter months and you won't have to buy a Christmas present for somebody you don't like. Period. Yeah. Good luck to you, sir. Our last question comes from Marsha who says... I have a Facebook friend from elementary school who's gay. He's not openly gay online, but it's clear to those who are paying attention. He seems to be doing... Got it. (laughs) Right. I have a couple friends like that. He seems to be doing well in life, has a great career, and seems happy. When we were little, around 10 years old, other classmates started mocking him in the way that kids do when they can tell that somebody's gay. I never openly mocked him because we were friends, but I also never stopped them, and I sometimes laughed, so in my mind, I'm just as guilty. It wasn't until high school that I became more defensive of my friends and anyone who was being mocked for their sexuality. We don't live in the same state now and I never see him. <clears throat> Excuse me. We share similar beliefs. We're both raised very much in the church and we're cordial now, but I feel guilty about my behavior before I knew to do any better. Do you think it's okay for me to send him an apology? Would you want to hear an apology from people who made fun of you as kids? Would it make a difference or would it open old wounds? I am okay with living with that guilt. If it means not hurting him further, would it matter to you to get a 25-year-old apology? Thanks. When did I give her, Marsha? I don't remember. Yeah, something like that. Um, This is really sweet of you. <laughs> yeah, I don't... <clears throat> I can't really speak for... Uh, your friend because I don't know I want to say the chances of you opening up those old wounds rather than um, rather than creating a moment that he can appreciate I want to say that's probably low I think so too um Odds are, like, if I had to guess, odds are his reaction may be something like, girl, what? Okay, thank you. That's what, you know what I mean? I don't, 
Especially yeah. if he seems to be in good spirits or, you know what I'm saying, not like loathing himself as many people right. who struggle with their sexuality do. Um, but I think that if that's something you have on your heart, you should share it with him. Yeah. I don't think you have to go into detail. Remember that one time this person pushed you and you scraped your knee? You know what I mean? Right. But I think you can just offer him a general apology because you know better and it bothers you that you are even involved with something that you know better about now. Right. And I think he, he would appreciate it. But Yeah, I think so too. You can even maybe preface it by saying, I'm not trying to like bring you back to a place, but I just wanted you to know that like I love you and feel bad about it and yeah you know i think i mean you said this is 25 years old and so i i i suspect that he doesn't even remember that you you know used to laugh occasionally at some of these jokes or when people were no, teasing him or mocking him right but i was gonna say there is also a really good chance that he does oh yeah and there is i think if i well i did go through this and none of well i, I remember specific bullying from elementary school not elementary school, but middle school, definitely. I went through a lot. And none of those people have reached out to me to apologize as right, far as I know. Right, I don't care. Right, and, <laughs> and, 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 but if they did, I would appreciate it. Like, yeah. if some of the people who, like, really made life hell for me during that time reached out and were like, yo, I was a shithead when we were in seventh grade, mm-hmm. and I really regret that, and I'm sorry I put you through that. Like, no, you do not matter to me anymore. I actually can't even think of none of y'all's names right now. But if you did that, I would really appreciate it. Right. Like, thank you. I'm not losing no sleep over. Not at all. A lot of no, that. girl, I'm doing so good. I did, in fact, have people I considered friends in middle school and mm-hmm. sometimes in, in high school that were doing messy stuff behind the scenes and just partake, participating in bullying mm. and trying to put me on blast for my sexuality and all kinds of other yeah. things. And back then it was awful. Now I don't even, like you said, I don't remember most of y'all. I don't remember most right. of those incidents or whatever. And I'm fine. But yeah, if I were to randomly get a DM one time and be like, I'm really sorry that blank, 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 blank. I'd be like, oh, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Have yeah, a great day. I think the fact that it's weighing on your spirit means that you should do it. Yeah. <laughs> and and he may never respond or whatever, but you can feel better knowing that you put that out into the universe and tried to make amends. I'd try to call him. If you have his number, I mean, I don't know how close I they wanna, are. Yeah, but, uh, but you can call people on Facebook now and all that shit. I know <laughs> I deleted my Facebook. There's too much going on on that fucking website. I just left a comment on Facebook the, a couple of days ago for the first time in years. And all it said was, still don't get it. Uh, way too many <laughs> buttons. I, I don't know what this website you is. You are such but, an uncle. Hey, guys. <laughs> So, yeah, but yeah, I had to delete mine because I kept getting a bunch of people from high school and college who were like either indifferent towards me or like kind of made fun of me or whatever. All of a sudden, these niggas is popping up and they so proud of me and all this other bullshit. I've a couple of those. Oh, I see you out here. Dot, dot. I'm like, you were a bitch, but OK, like, <laughs> I, but I don't need no more of those messages from them people. Most of the people who reach out to me that I haven't spoken to since school were people that I actually got along well with and mm-hmm. things like that. Oh, that's and I'm nice. just like, oh, hey. Hey, thank you so much and things like that but every now and then I have seen people be like oh yeah I remember, I remember. that's my girl my <laughs> classmate Crystal out here like oh please we was in please. Earth science together <laughs> you used to always have that hoodie on you voted me do. most clueless in our senior superlatives please stop <laughs> like you did not like me I'm not holding on to it, but I also haven't. Right. I don't. I still, (laughs) when your name pops up in that Facebook inbox, I do remember you and the shit you did. So like, it's fine to be proud of me, but you need to send a a private message of, 
you know, I was a bitch and I'm sorry for that, which. Or just leave me alone. Like, or even better, because listen, I told you, deleted that fucking Facebook. I don't want no more than fucking messages. I don't want to keep in touch. All right. That wraps up the questions for this week. Send yours again to asktheread at gmail.com. We'll be right back. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time if it's been on your mind to give it a try. Celebrate May Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking about in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of the read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8 zero go get some help talk some stuff out let's get back to the show we're back and it's now time for the read it is you can go first though. okay i am going to pass my read this week pass the read like we used to. and i really love this one it came through to the inbox and i just think it is incredible and so and something that needs to be talked about so i'm really glad this girl spelled it out this comes from jessica and she said i've been seeing nonstop posts on facebook wow facebook is truly <laughs> the dredges of the, the internet keeps on taking. <laughs> i've been seeing nonstop posts on facebook from people talking shit about homeless people and when i try to point out that who they should really be mad at are the billionaires that keep us all in poverty <clears throat> they ask stupid shit like how did billionaires hurt you how did billionaires <laughs> hurt me <laughs> Well, first of all, it's not exactly about me because I'm not a selfish asshole who only thinks of myself. But I don't know. Maybe destroying the planet, dumping thousands of gallons of waste into our water, pumping out dangerous toxins and gases into our atmosphere, overproducing products that just wind up in landfills, causing climate change that is going to kill us all in a few short decades if these bastards don't stop building bunkers and start focusing on reversing the damage. Shit like that. How about the taxes they avoid paying into the system like everybody else? Like, why is this a question? The lobbying of politicians to not contribute their fair share to society, meaning Social services get cut, infrastructure falls apart, and we can't fight climate change. The endless wars they fund to steal oil and other resources from brown people, those who make millions producing weapons of mass destruction in order to devastate and murder innocent bystanders for profit. How about the poverty wages they pay to the majority of their employees that force working citizens to work overtime, destroying the 40-hour work week your beloved unions fought for, and take public assistance, which... Uh, assistance which they're shamed mercilessly for how about all the foreign employees who pay who they pay pennies an hour to creating such poor work conditions that they have suicide nets at work and then pollute our air and oceans even more because producing goods is still cheaper despite having to ship it overseas from these countries that have laxer environmental laws 
Maybe it's the fact that they hoard wealth and could single-handedly feed and house the entire world, but instead they leave their five houses empty for most of the year when there are people sleeping in the streets and leave their billions sitting in banks when people have to beg for spare change. How about the fact that they overproduce food and then throw it away instead of giving to hungry people, they clear-cutting vital forests, producing millions of pounds of methane gas, producing carbon and reducing the oxygen we need to breathe. Y'all asked the wrong bitch. <laughs> or how about the pharmaceutical companies and for-profit insurance companies that get people addicted to opiates, charge hundreds of dollars for life-saving insulin and charge an arm and a leg for medical care. They do their damnedest to deny every claim sending people to the poorhouse just so they can get medical care to survive. Or the banks that give out predatory loans where the interest costs as much as the initial loan, where they'll put you out on the street Woo! if you lose your job and can't make mortgage payments, where they intentionally create bubbles to burst so that they can buy up even more property and sell it to poor people at twice the price. The predators who saddle teenagers with tens of thousands of dollars in student debt for worthless degrees, which they can't get rid of with a bankruptcy. I could go on. Damn, girl. Billionaires are the true leeches of society. They are single-handedly destroying our planet and depriving our people, but you're too busy disparaging the homeless to focus on the real enemy. The real question is, what have billionaires ever done for you that makes you want to lick the dog shit off their boots? You supposedly have suffered and scraped and clawed and broken your back under them. (laughs) Yet you spend your time ignoring the real criminals and harassing poor people who have zero power and so little money they have to suck up their pride and ask for spare change. You're duped and it's sad. I pity you because you're a complete fool and a sucker. You work? Good for you, bitch. Do you want a cookie? Most of us work, but again, some of us can't and your hateful ass just wants to die of starvation and exposure. You revel in the idea that you're better than people at the lowest rungs of society. You think you're psychic and can tell a person's needs and ability levels just by looking at them. You suck the toes of a class of people who wouldn't piss on you if you were on fire you're an idiot you're the kind of centrist who votes against their own best interests because they're too stupid to see the real enemy you're the type of person who starts class wars against their own people when you're one emergency away from becoming homeless yourself get over yourself you're a pathetic waste who will have a lot of explaining to do when you meet your maker jesus helped the poor addicted and the quote-unquote lazy meanwhile what did a panhandler do to me take five seconds of my time asking for change the audacity there's a special place in hell for you classic sex of shit, and I'm sick of your willful ignorance. Thanks, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> I think you pretty much covered it there, sis. <laughs> I think you pretty much covered it there. It's like she looked at her watch and said, you know what? <laughs> you I, know, in fact, have time. I do on today have it. And I know people do this because they aspire to also be billionaires and they see the very few stories of people who went from nothing to billionaire status and they think they but can do the But y'all be the same. same ones who then be dragging Lizzo because she said somebody stole her food and how dare she because she got money and she could have just reordered it. When the bitch ain't never steal her food in the first goddamn place. Like <laughs> Everybody tried to make it be like, you're attacking desperate people. Sometimes people need the food that they're stealing and stuff. And I'm like, first of all, most times the person didn't steal the food. They right. just didn't hear from you right. and they were Something happened. directed right. to leave. But in fact, many people do steal these. But I've had my food sold Me too. I've ordered. And I believe that niggas just take it because they want it. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but anyways, yeah. I'm just... I just think, Jessica, you really laid out the real issues here. I feel like if we and and this is the thing, there are way more of us than there are of them. And if we could just all get on the same page about this, we could easily overthrow these motherfuckers. If we could just all get together on this and realize that the real problem is people who earn hundreds of millions of dollars every year strictly off interest and do bullshit like own seven yachts and shit like that while children are in the streets, can't eat and people are homeless. Like, it's just... Literally, this country, this society, this world is a fucking mess. And thank you, Jessica, for laying it all out for the people out there who still weirdly defend billionaires to this day while clocking in and working 10 hours a day and earning like 
$38,000 a year. I just think that some people on the internet will say shit that don't make sense, ask questions that don't make sense, or questions that they already know the answer to, just to be the devil's advocate, just to be the person who is arguing with you because they can and <laughs> they're wherever away from you that you can't have it said to your face, right. you know? So I hardly even engage in a lot of that. Yeah. Because people but, just be talking. I mean, honey, as I said, they asked the wrong person. But blaming the people who have the absolute least, it's like, girl, What please. has the billionaire ever done to you? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> just, you know, take a look around at the society. The ones we're talking about? It's some one of these big ass car makers It's GM or somebody got all these workers on strike right now because they don't want to pay them health insurance. It's just like a company that posted thirty six billion dollars in profit or whatever. It's like, my God. All right. Well, thank you, Jessica. I just have a couple points to make for um, two of these, I guess, are reads. Two of them are just um, things that have irked me recently. First one, um, I don't know if y'all saw this clip of this black lady in Target who was fussing at a woman who (laughs) seems to be Caucasian um, after she accused this lady, this white woman, of like reaching over her daughter or something like that and just basically having no respect for other people's uh, space, proximity, and lives. Um, She got upset with this lady for not saying excuse me and just for, you know, allegedly being an overall uh, (laughs) bitch in Target. Reaching over her child. um, Cussed her the fuck out and threatened to put hands on her. And of course, this woman is recording her with her phone, talking about how she's going to send it to the police and doing the thing that annoys me the absolute most about these instances, which is bringing up the child and how your child is watching this and great example and blah, blah, blah. Here's the problem, right? white women y'all gotta stop going out and and white people but white women do this a lot going out and antagonizing niggas and when we rightfully respond to it then it's oh my goodness look at you acting especially when you're talking about people and their children a lot of times you wouldn't even get this type of response if you were just an asshole to me (laughs) but the fact that you're an asshole to my kid or around my kid I I can't understand where you lose common sense if you ever had it in these types of situations. I don't even have a kid, nor do I know that I want to have a kid. Mm -hmm. But I know that if I'm out, it even got to be my my child. It could be your kid that I'm taking, (laughs) that I'm in target with. You know what I'm saying? It could be Jade's child. It could be anybody's kid. A niece, nephew, grand. I don't, anybody, if I'm out and I am the guardian of this child and you do anything aggressive or anything that I don't like in the vicinity of this kid, I'm absolutely going to be on the extreme defense. Mm -hmm. So I'm imagining if we're talking about my motherfucking kid that I shoved out of my uterus (laughs) and you got the nerve to act like you ain't got no motherfucking home training. Now I know plenty of your Caucasian ass parents didn't tell you anything about please thank you, may I or excuse me, but bitch you better act like you got some motherfucking sense when you're in the department stores next to me, bitch. Because I don't give a fuck about none of what you're talking about or my child seeing this and oh well your 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 daughter is seeing you da, 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 da. bitch I'll kick your fucking teeth out and make a necklace for my daughter with them bitch Woo. while you talking all of this shit keep playing with me stop <laughs> fucking with black people 
in the street and then threatening to call the cops when we respond the way that human beings would naturally <laughs> respond to being fucked with. Yeah. We already tired of y'all. When it comes to everything else affiliated with whiteness and it oppressing us. Yeah. And then on top of that, you're going to have an attitude, bitch. You better learn how to say those fucking words when you're around my kid. And fuck New York Scanner as well for for however they report it. They always like to post these very slanted. Oh, I read yeah. that they're like run by cops or ex-cops oh, or whatever. Yeah, of course. So that explains all of uh, the racially tilted headlines yeah. or whatever that you use when you do report these things. But literally nobody that I saw in that thread felt bad for that bitch and everybody was in full support of that woman. We're tired. Stop being an asshole and expecting that nobody should have the right to say anything to you. <laughs> and it took her 10 seconds to bring up jail and send in this woman to jail. Girl. You know what you could have also done? Just said excuse me when you're reaching over somebody. Act like you have basic fucking It's manners. basic common decency. That is it. Woo. Um, I brought this up on Twitter recently. I just wanted to echo the sentiment on here. Sometimes from friends and family, you don't, when you're going through something and you're venting to them about it, you don't need for them to give you unconditional optimism back. I don't always need for you to tell me about the silver lining. You know what I'm saying? I don't always need to look at the bright side. I don't always desire to, you know, look at the half full glass. Sometimes I just want to vent about the bullshit that I'm going through and I just need for you to understand it, acknowledge it, and leave it at that. Sometimes, damn, that's fucked up. Is adequate. Like, I feel like I know I know that most times it's coming from a, a positive place and and it's just people that care about you trying to be encouraging but i think that sometimes people miss how dismissive it can be because i literally have conversations with people sometimes face to face in these situations and i can watch them mm-hmm. waiting for me to pause oh, so that they can say something kind i don't care about that i want you to hear what i'm saying i want you to like recognize what i'm going through and all you have to do sometimes is be like that's fucked up friend i'm sorry you're going through that you want some chips? Like, 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 I don't need you to tell me about all of the things I should be grateful for and thankful for and all of this. Sometimes that sometimes that is the case. Sometimes you do need encouragement. Sometimes you do need for somebody to woo-woo-woo, pat you on the back and tell you that, you know, butterflies and rainbows. And I feel like um, a lot of time, the if I don't flat out ask you mm-hmm. for it, there are often context clues within what I'm saying that may say I'm seeking some sort of a response. But even if you're not sure, you could be like, you want my take on it? I do that. Oh, yeah. You could always just ask. You could just be like, you want me to tell you what I think or do you just want to get it out? Yeah. I think that, I, I mean, I think it's a normal thing. A lot of people do this as friends because we just feel like that's what we're supposed to do. And mm-hmm. then some people are just extremely optimistic. Yeah, these you know? eternal optimists. The Rose Nyland motherfuckers that oh wake God, up and yes. nothing's ever wrong with the world. <laughs> you know, and, and that's a beautiful quality. I wish I understood it, you know. <laughs> wish I could relate. I <laughs> wish I could relate or identify. Um, and so I get that and I love people that, you know, just try to make people feel better. But sometimes we don't, 
necessarily want to feel better in that moment as much as we want to just acknowledge that something sucks and verbally say to someone why it sucks. Yeah. That's all. So just next time that you are waiting for your homegirl, homeboy, mama, daddy, cousin, friend, sister, whoever, cousin, blah, 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 to finish venting so that you can tell them how great the world is. Mm. Pause and think twice. Because maybe they just want you to agree that they're going through some bullshit and then watch a fucking marathon of blackish or whatever. Can't wait for that to come back. Oh, yeah, it's going to be real good. Um, now, the two things that irk me shouldn't take too long. A, um, this vape ban that the country's already uh, seeming to lean into. Oh, Lord. They say like seven people have been. Um, Reported dead due to yeah. illnesses or lung diseases. They put vitamin E oil or something in these vape cartridges. These vape cartridges that niggas are buying off of the street and stuff. And um, just find it interesting that we're so quick to be va- uh, banning e-cigarettes and vapes and all this stuff. And you can just still go out and buy cigarettes well, or guns. Or, say, or <laughs> even alcohol. You know, like... I don't know. <laughs> These things all kill way more people. Wow. That's <laughs> really weird. It's very strange. So you can make moves quickly when something is going mm. wrong. So that is wow. a thing you're capable of. Hmm. Did not know that. Like all of the shithole countries, <laughs> as the president calls them, when, when they're on fire and destitute. Um, yeah. And don't hear anything from anybody. But, oh, Notre Dame. Yeah, because you know he's not letting the Bahamians in. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not surprised, and honestly, y'all probably better off not coming over here with this motherfucker in charge. Listen, I just hate him so much. What I find I found recently puts me at peace with some of his fuckery. Um, like I think I just read that he said something about the Obamas should be investigated for their yes. Netflix deal. <laughs> I think that was hilarious. What puts my mind at ease a little bit. Um, and I'm hoping that he will be gone soon so that I don't have to keep doing this Please for another God. four years or whatever. Please, Lord. Um, I'd like to think that there is a little alien that lives in his head and is controlling all of his behavior with levers and buttons and is just on our planet to troll the fuck out of me. Okay. And that is why he says and does all of this dumb shit. Okay. It then brings me a tiny bit of... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, solace. a little bit of humor yeah. and solace in my make-believe idea that his brain is being operated by <laughs> a gazoo or whatever that little green man from the Flintstones. I was thinking of the little green man. That is so crazy. Yeah. Or like Plankton off of SpongeBob. Yes, I think Plankton did that one. Yeah. So, like, there's just a little Plankton inside of Trump's head. Yes. Like, Fuck humans with a little robot <laughs> yes. and just moving him around, and blowing the wig to one side sometimes, and just trolling us. It makes me feel better. You should try it. Okay, let actually, me know if. It I actually think that's going to help me a lot. (laughs) That is so good. Because sometimes you see what he says or the things that he does and it's like, how are you... I mean, we know it's something wrong with him, wrong with him. Yeah. But then other times it's like, you're really the president and you said that. Yep. So it helps me out. And white people are really not going to do nothing about it. Nothing. We still see it's happening and it's just not... Oh my God! I really have lost all hope in this fucking country. What, I really have. Right? Where can there whatever be hope? shred I had that our like government could take care of itself is gone. I almost got a little bit of hope when I saw that uh, Rumi knows some of her animal sounds now. Now that that brought me a bit of joy. That brought a lot of happiness to my life. Blue Ivy's showing off her circle of life Kenya outfit. I'm like. 
This is the content I needed. Thank you, Beyonce, for this ABC special. But the world is is still trash. Um. Last but not least, uh, the trailer for Raising Dion just came out. Those of you may know Raising Dion oh, as yeah. a comic uh, that came out many years ago about a black single mother. I believe she was a single mother. Um. Because it seems like in the, I'll get to that. Yeah. Black single mother raising a young uh, boy, a young son who has superpowers and dealing with that while trying to dodge uh, shadowy government agents <laughs> that are trying to come for him and stuff like yeah. that. And I say, I'd say the trailer came out maybe four years ago. And I was immediately in love with that. Anybody who knows me knows I love superhero shit, supernatural stuff, whatever, all of it, fantasy, sign me up. But the fact that we see, a black kid, like yeah. a little, because the Dion character looks like he may be eight, like a really young child. And um, his black ass mama mm-hmm. raising him and trying to deal with all of the, these powers and stuff that he has. And I just fell in love with it. And then recently it was announced that Michael B. Jordan was producing uh, a Netflix series based on the same thing. Um, so the trailer for that just came out maybe today or yesterday. And on behold, I pull it up and the mother in the Netflix show looks nothing like the mother from the original Ooh, trailer. Yeah. Now, that's not to say that I expected for them to cast the woman who played the mom in the first trailer. Yeah. It's just the woman from the original trailer was a darker skinned lady. Yep. And the family dynamic between the two of them was so black. You know what I'm saying? Like at one point she's like drying Dion off after he got out of the ta- the shower or something, I guess. And he teleports away from her, then runs <laughs> off. And she says, she says something like, Dion, I'm not playing. Like it, yes. it was like that. And I craved it. So when I heard that they were making a show out of it, I just couldn't wait to see it. And then I see this light skinned lady, very fair skinned lady with you know, they love doing this. Um, her white best friend or whatever, and Michael oh, B. Lord. Jordan, I guess, is playing the dad who is away somewhere, and it looks good. Like the show itself looks good. I'm still gonna watch it yeah. and whatnot. And I'm not trying to dismiss any, you know, light skinned people of their blackness. <laughs> what is irksome to me is just that it's yet again another mm-hmm. example of unnecessarily lightening yep. a character in a show and I'm not certain why. Yeah. Um I really really enjoyed how those characters from that original trailer looked like a mom and her kid that I would have seen in the park in Harlem or something like that. Yeah. And it's not to say that this is different. It just felt so specific at the time and now it just feels like the same thing that Hollywood does with yeah black media just another instance of light washing I just didn't understand the purpose of it but again I'm still gonna watch it it's still a black mama raising a black kid with superpowers the special effects and stuff look great although the special effects in that trailer looked great too so Altogether, it looks like it's going to be a pretty decent show, and I'm going to give it a chance. But I just found that to be so like exhale, like really, like yeah. come on. You mean to tell me y'all couldn't find no chocolate sister to play this role, girl? Come on. Of course you could have. I blame Donald Trump. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> For sure. I blame Betsy DeVos. You know, like accurate. So <laughs> fuck, fuck that you, bitch Betsy. as well. 
<laughs> so that's it for me. Kellyanne Conway's lying at. <laughs> right. Get your ass out of Marvin Gaye's video and get your ass somewhere with some sense. Sometimes I think about how Ayanna Presley called Kellyanne Conway uh, distraction Becky and I just laugh. Yeah, <laughs> I just I just let that take me right the fuck on out. None of them are as good as Talking Max. <sighs> Talking Max is literally the best. Listen, Talking Max been cutting the fuck up lately. But, you know, I already He's got a that. special lady in his life to defend them. Mama hopped in front of her computer and said, <laughs> Somebody put their good partial in my mentions and I. Excuse died. me? T'Chalka. Listen, I cussed that motherfucker out a long time ago, and whatever I said then, I'm sure I still stand by. But y'all been coming for his neck here lately, and I am cackling. His, his wife said, "Change the bio and everything, child." First of all, my name is Coretta Scott King. <laughs> Girl, go sit down. <laughs> All right, that wraps up this week's episode of The Read. Make sure you check out our sponsors, ThreadUp. Updating your wardrobe with new clothes can put a dent in your wallet and the environment. But with ThreadUp, the world's largest online thrift store, you can shop over 35,000 of your favorite brands for up to 90% off estimated retail price. Get 30% off your first order when you go to threadup.com slash The Read on top of their already low prices. Again, that's T-H-R-E-D-U-P.com slash R-E-A-D. For an extra 30% off today, terms do apply. Make sure you check us out at thisistheread.com. Our social media profiles are at thisistheread. Our talk show begins October 11th on Fuse. Um, Please tune in and watch that if you want. And what else? Do we have any news this week? Yes. Starting next week, the podcast um, is going to be released on a new day. True. As we are... um, getting ready to start filming for the talk show we've had to adjust the day that we record the podcast because we do want to continue giving you both of them so yeah two checks next week you can hear the read never no you can hear (laughs) you ain't shit (laughs) next week's episode of the read will be coming out on tuesday yes september 24th and um at least for the the remainder of the year year, it'll be coming out on tuesday and who knows if we like it and y'all like it it may stay that way or we may go back to thursday in between seasons or whatnot who knows who knows but as of next week and the weeks to follow yes Tuesday is the day that you can hear this podcast. Spread the word. I'm sure that some of y'all won't realize the change has been made until next year. So. Right. Be like, what? I just, what? I don't even check for podcasts till Friday. That's oh. fine as well. But for those of you who like listen as soon as it comes out, um, yes, Tuesdays now instead of Thursdays. And thanks so much for listening and supporting because y'all listening to the to- uh, podcast is the reason we have a talk show. So Yeah, and lots of work to do. Yeah, lots of, yeah, this is not a, <laughs> not like easy. You don't just snap your fingers and have a TV show, but yeah, we're doing it and I think y'all are going to like it. Okay. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? We're right under two hours. Amen. Flavor Flaves admits he used to spend over $2,000 daily on crack and cocaine. Oh, we knew that. Two, yeah. Wait, hold on. Two million or two thousand? Two thousand. Oh, I was about to say. <laughs> bitch, two million? How do you even still uh, have a nasal cavity? <laughs> two thousand. Yeah, that's you're right. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, No, I think that's about it. Um, 
go have fun this weekend and stuff like that, girls. And we will see you on Tuesday next week with some more bullshit. <laughs> Bye, y'all. 